0: with women who are high achieving is that we become so focused on what we're doing and what we've achieved yes that we lead with that so yes. much on our dates. and actually again what really connects people to us is who we are it's who we are people might be impressed that you've you know written books or traveled the world or whatever it is But it's not going to make them fall in love with you because it's our hearts and it's our souls. That's what makes us fall in love with you. And so, what I see, and this was again so true of me, I had done so much deep work on my career. I'd done fuck all of my love life. And I expected just to have this incredible love life. But it's like, hold on, we're not stupid. We know that if you want to have a six pack, you need to do some bloody sit ups and watch what you're eating. Like, it's going to take some work. Why do we think we're entitled to a great relationship? with someone else when we've done fuck all on our relationship with ourselves.
1: Welcome to the Female Leadership Collective podcast. I'm your host, Susie Clark. On this show, we're all about helping high achieving women authentically find purpose and build fulfilling online businesses. I believe the key to happiness is channeling our talents into something that we really deeply care about. That's why I left my six figure career in finance in London, moved to Asia, and now run my own mission led business in paradise. I found purpose and happiness in my life, and I want to empower you to to do the same. In today's world, we are so lucky in that we no longer have to work in the same office every single day. We can start our own online businesses and travel the world. On this show, I bring you examples of amazing role models who have done just that, quit their corporate jobs and successfully run online businesses. We talk through all things entrepreneurship, purpose, travel, femininity, nothing is off limits. I'm here to inspire you to spend your life doing something you truly love and make the impact you really want to make on the world. Just a little pause as I'm super excited to announce that Female Startup Summit is back. It's bigger and better this time with 14 incredible female founders and experts ready to help you start and scale your online business. My workshop is all around how to create irresistible offers. So all of you digital product business owners or those who aspire to be, I'm going to be helping you productize your expert skills into offers that your dream clients just have to have because there is a formula. So if you're struggling to have a successful launch or figure out how to put all your expert skills into a digital product, like a one-to-one program or a course, my masterclass is for you. Other masterclasses include TikTok Growth Hack, by Karina Berry, a famous Austrian food blogger with over 1.3 million followers on TikTok. How to travel the world and make money on social media with Janet Newingham, former travel journalist of the year turned founder of Janet's Journeys. And she's currently in Saudi Arabia on an influencer trip, which is super exciting. And you've heard from her on this podcast before. And Alexandra Saper, you might know her as the Wayfarist on Instagram. She's a former lawyer and travel influencer turned women's empowerment coach and she'll be teaching you all about how to overcome perfectionism, people pleasing, and imposter syndrome. Honestly, the lineup is so good. There are so many and too many to reference here, but I am so excited. And the best part, tickets are free of charge. You can sign up using the link in the show notes. So if you dream of scaling your online business and moving to somewhere like Bali and traveling the world, this is the summit for you. The summit is designed to be convenient for you, so it's easily watchable from anywhere the world none of this having to get up in the middle of the night to watch a live video because let's be honest none of us want to do that the speakers have each pre-recorded their value-packed workshops and access will be unlocked one by one every morning from the 8th of october so all you have to do is find an hour a day to watch each workshop at a time that suits you and masterclasses will be available for 30 days head over to the show notes and save your spot now back to the episode So this week we have Persia Lawson on. She is a love expert and I'm so excited about this topic. I just have so much time for it. I honestly do. I think it's super powerful. We all need to be talking about it more and there's this unique set of challenges that high achieving women seem to come across quite frequently when looking for love and I'm just so happy to bring this episode to you and address a lot of these points and um, Persia shares so much wisdom and she has just super refreshing perspectives and an incredible story as well. So I know that this episode is going to be so useful for you and I'm just super curious to hear from you like how you found this episode and I'd love to just continue the conversation with you so please DM me if you love this episode because it's just a topic that I love so much so enjoy. Welcome Persia, I am so excited to have you join me today and we're gonna be going all juicy into the topic of love, so well, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. <laughs> um, okay so I always start with every guest, I just hand it over to them to give a little bit of an introduction to themselves and what they do and then we can kind of dive into it a little bit deeper into your work. So I'm
0: Persia Lawson And I help female leaders and high achievers bus through any romantic blocks they have around their love life so that they can go on to attract a true power couple relationship that is a force for good and not drama. So that's essentially what I do in a nutshell. I work with women one to one. I have various group coaching programs. But I always say that I'm like the least unlikely person to have ever become a love coach because growing up, I was a disaster. In fact, I was a disaster in my love life until well into my mid twenties. And the reason for that is that my parents actually struggled with a drug addiction when I was younger. And my way of dealing with that was twofold. So the first thing was I was always from a very young age, sort of a star student, all the leading roles at school. And that gave me that sense of validation and accomplishment. So I was a high achiever, but on the other side, I I got into very toxic dynamics with men. Well, they weren't even men; they were boys. At when it started, very young age, and again, like the high achieving, it was sort of a it was a different way of achieving the same thing, which was getting that sense of validation and attention. And really, it was escapism and distraction from what was going on at home. So, kind of throughout my teens and early twenties, I on the one hand was this you know appeared successful on the outside but was really really quite toxic (laughs) particularly you know in my romantic life and I was able to hide that for a long time and ironically when my parents got sober when I was 16 this behavior got more and more out of control and it kept escalating until I went to university, it was a nightmare. Um, but you know, was getting first in everything and traveling the world with various things. And then I went to drama school, and that is where the, the shit really hit the fan because obviously, like drama school is a breeding ground for drama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, I was a I was a self-confessed drama queen. So it was just sort of like a kid in a sweet shop. Um, And then when I came out of drama school, I just got my master's in European classical acting. I actually ended up working in a strip club as a hostess. And long story short, one night I was sexually assaulted in a very peculiar situation. Mm -hmm. And I then very shortly afterwards went on an acting job in Shanghai and I ended up putting on two stone in two months. And honestly... That was the best thing that ever happened to me, which I don't think many women will say, putting on two stone in two months,
1: months—yeah,
0: never happened to them. But the reason it was in the, in the bigger picture is that it was the, the rapid weight game was obviously a sign I was not okay. And it's the one thing I couldn't hide from my parents. I could hide, you know, I was doing a lot, way too much cocaine at this point, sleeping around, you know, spreading ch- ch- chlamydia around London and <laughs> God knows where. Probably around the whole world, um, and yeah, the the weight gain I couldn't hide it. So my dad said, you know, he, my dad, you know, obviously they've both been in rehab and they knew something was right. And so he said, why why don't you come on a healing sort of health retreat in Thailand with me um, in the New Year? So I agreed because I was a skin actress. And when I was there, he said something that completely changed the trajectory of my life. He said, focus on the insides and the outsides will take care of themselves. And that really was just, you know, the launch pad into healing the real issue, which was my relationship with myself. And that's essentially the journey that I take women on. It's, you know, our relationships are only ever a reflection of what is going on with us inside of us. So once I started doing that deep healing work, it meant that I was attracting in very different kinds of relationships and and men. Um, And I was so passionate about you know the results I was experiencing in my love life because I used to think oh it's just me I'm just useless but I was realizing oh there's a lot of women who some might not have been as extreme as me some were more extreme and I was sharing these tools and then eventually trained as a life coach trained in addiction studies trained in various different things wrote a self-help book got a lot of media attention and then that sort of over time became this business and the work that I do now. And in the midst of that sort of, well, I guess a few years into my journey with work around it, I met my now husband, who I married- yeah,
1: to recent, son. right? Very recent husband, Yay. yeah. In, in <laughs> the most
0: you know, crazy, synchronistic way at a festival. And so it's really special because the wedding we've just had, we met, gosh, 2015, so that's seven years ago, Mm. The wedding we just had and it was a vision from very early on into our relationship but we created a whole weekend festival which was oh. obviously a lot of fun but it was also there was a lot of sort of deep spiritual and healing stuff um and magic going on but we're very good at presenting it in a way to particularly to friends and family who've never done anything like that yeah. in a way that's really accessible and really fun and that's always been how I wanted to meet women I want to meet them where they're at I don't want it to be sort of feel really like jargony or kind of jarring you know because that's not where I was like when I was a a mess I was reading Grazia I was watching I don't even know if Love Island was out then, but you know I wasn't, (laughs) wasn't doing all this spiritual work so for me it's it's very important to um I guess the the element of entertainment and having kind of, because it's hard work, it's not an easy process, but trying to find the fun in the journey. So it's certainly been a journey and it is the most rewarding and fulfilling journey I've ever been on. And I'm so, so grateful that I can support other women in it.
1: Yeah now. wow wow what a powerful story and thank you so much for sharing so much as well and I I just I'm so glad and thankful to have a bit of your time to talk about this because there really is some unique challenges that high achieving women go through right like this is what the work that i do as well but more helping people start start online businesses and leave their corporate jobs and do the stuff they really want to do but love is a massive massive part of everybody's lives and I totally relate to so much that you say and I'm when I put this Instagram story out to my community about saying I've got this love expert coming on like what questions so many people so much comes up um so yeah I'm super excited to kind of dive into some more wisdom with you and um I would actually love to just start with the questions from the community if that's okay with you yeah sure perfect so I'm just I'll have a quick look on my phone to remind myself so the first one is how to know if a long-term partner is the one to commit to since nobody's perfect (laughs) Mm,
0: oh my gosh well i have a whole chapter on that in my book love is coming (laughs) um, what did i say no so the keys i have kind of six uh core things that i talk about with this let's see if i can remember them So the first thing is that it feels really easy to be yourself with them. Like, I realised that all the relationships before Joe, or at least not all of them, but a lot of them, all the guys that I dated, I had definitely slipped into that auditioning, impressing vibe. And a lot of women, particularly if you're a high achiever, you're so used to doing that in your work that you go in, you, you, you almost show up to dates as though you are auditioning or you are auditioning them and what that does is that it really cuts off the connection and the vulnerability which is what you need to create intimacy and really where true attraction like not a sort of um unhealthy attraction which is going to last you know a couple of months at best and then fizzle out but i'm talking about actually building a dynamic with someone from the get go Is a great foundation for the you know great power couple relationship you desire to have in the future. So that's the first thing. I might actually have to look. (laughs) I've got
1: all of these. Do it! Do it! I love
0: that. Forget any of them. Okay, literally the whole thing of how to know six signs. There we go. Okay, so yes, easy to. I've got them. I've got that one in the right order. So the the next thing is that you can see the person in your future.
1: Mm. So
0: now obviously you're not necessarily going to know on a first day everything but you can get you can have a sense that this is someone who I can imagine a future with like we have similar values we like doing similar things and by the way let me just be clear you don't need to do everything similar I always say that the sweet spot for attraction is same same but different you want to have your own lives you want to be able to have separate lives I, I love quoting Carl Hill Gibran, who wrote The Prophet, and he says, in a healthy relationship, you should be like the pillars of the temple. So you're not too close together, you're not too far apart, but you're holding up this structure that is the relationship. So, you know, in, in a culture of instant gratification, you have to be thinking from the get-go of the long game, very much like building a business. Like, you want to know what is your five and ten-year vision so that you're building the right business from the start. And it's exactly the same as a relationship now what i really noticed in myself is that when you know that if you're honest with yourself that someone isn't right like mm-hmm. for like you know you say oh i want to meet my husband for example or my life partner um and you do meet someone or you meet some guys but you know deep down this is not really someone i want i could imagine in my future you tend to not want to think about the future yeah know it's not like that would mean that you're gonna have to break up because you know this person isn't right so that's a really big sign if you're honest with yourself even from date one it's like could this person could you see yourself five years down the line could you see friends and family hanging out with this person just just mm-hmm. you know is it a possibility the next thing is you're not interested in dating others now What I say here is you have got to have done some deep work on yourself because I listen, I'm saying this as a former cheating addict. I was very, very toxic in relationships because I was so, so, so just constantly running away from my own pain from childhood. And that's what Mm -hmm. most of us are doing. And we don't even realize we're doing it. So when you've done enough work on yourself that you're actually able to date healthily, which, by the way, I would say 90 percent of people, men and women out there, are not healthy enough to be dating. And then they wonder why they're like, they're just not, they keep like repeating these patterns and attracting the same person. It's because yeah. like you don't need, you're not even in a place to worry about dating right now. You need to be doing the work on yourself because water seeks its own level. So the healthier your relationship with yourself is, the healthier every single dating encounter and the type of person that you're going to attract is. So when I say you're not interested in dating others, it's because you're at a place now where you're not looking around, you're like, actually, I've done enough work that I I am emotionally available myself. You know, we worry about, oh God, I'm I keep attracting emotionally unavailable men or women. And the reason for it is we attract who we are, not what we want. So yes. if you're actually emotionally unavailable men, that's a sign that you yourself are emotionally unavailable and need to do some deep work on yourself. So it doesn't mean, you know, I had done a lot of my work on myself by the time I met Joe, four and a half years of very intensive work. And I'm not going to pretend that resistance didn't come up like it did. And I wanted to sabotage and all of the old stuff in moments, but I didn't because I got myself to a place where I was healthy enough to not go and do all that stupid shit that I used to do. Yeah. So, so it's maturity and maturity. You know, we'd like to think that oh, maturity is just something that happens naturally. No, it fucking isn't. Sorry. I swear mm-hmm. a lot. I should have just Hi. let you know. It's welcome. <laughs> good, good, good. So maturity. I mean, I, I can tell you, I know bloody, 70 year olds who are way more immature than like some of the 15 year olds I know so maturity is something that you have to actively participate in it is not a given Mm -hmm. so the next thing is and this is one that is super jarring for a lot of people your friends and family approve of them now let me just add a caveat here not all of your friends and family might approve of them if you have some very funky dynamics with certain friends and I would say that pretty much every client I've ever worked with when they've attracted that partner after we've worked together they come back to work with me because of all the issues that then that oh, it's like yeah oh, man, I what I wanted I'm so happy but now it's like new level new devil I always say it's like yeah. there's a whole new level like layer of stuff But I would say this, look at the law of averages here. If 80% of your friends and family and those people are people you really trust and you have, for the most part, really healthy, easy dynamics with, that's a really good sign that this is a good person. There's gonna be a few, we all have those people who maybe it's an old childhood friend and it's been like a bit of a frenemy relationship growing up. Maybe they're single or recently came out of a relationship. And so they're gonna be highlighting things, maybe consciously or unconsciously, um, maybe about this person of why this person they're not sure about them or they're not you know and and it might be really obvious or they might just do those little digs. Yeah. So that's like we've got to use our brain. Law of averages. Who's and really asking yourself like is this person if I look over our history someone who's um you know opinion had I've valued in the past does this person have a history of being loyal and respectful and. Uh, have integrity that's a key Mm. word so the next thing is this is important they inspire you to be a better person so Mm. every partner or person we date is going to trigger us in some way and actually I always say the 80 20 rule is uh you know that it's the right person when 80% of the time the relationship is great and it's easy and it flows but that 20% is going to be challenging and it's going to trigger you so that is the inspiring you to be a better person on the one hand might be because, you know, the 80% where you look at them and go, they're amazing, I'm so inspired by them. But the actually, the more profound work is the stuff that they trigger you over that isn't um, so much that it can't work. It's not like, you know, I used to be in relationships where it was like 50-50, sometimes even like 80-20, that is in 80% of the time it was shit. Yeah. And I lived 20% of what yeah. like people would give me it again. <laughs> is a pattern I see a lot and particularly with high achieving women because guess why we love a fucking challenge and so we want to overcome it don't we and we want to like do all the you know I want to I want to be the woman that makes him change and listen Mm -hmm. if you set out to be the woman who makes him change you won't be like I've seen most of my clients end up being the woman that guys not necessarily completely change but change for the better because like this point They inspire you to be a better person, but it has to come from them, not you trying to force them to. And let me tell you, I can still try and do that with my husband now. And it never works. When I just let him do his thing and I focus on me, he miraculously changes of his own accord. So that's a really interesting one to unpack. So it's that it's that 20 percent growing pains where they trigger you and force you to have to show up, you know, and really look at your stuff and show up in the dynamic in healthier ways. That's where the magic happens. Mm. And so uh, number six, I really like this one, your weirdness fits their weirdness. Like, yeah. I, I This kind of goes back to the being able to feel really relaxed and like yourself with someone. Like we're all very weird in our own unique ways. And for me, I mean, I just think about the dog that me and Joe have, who's just sat here with me now. And, you know, we both talk to this dog and sing to this dog in the weirdest ways. (laughs) And when I first met Joe, like I went to his parents' house quite early on and they have cockapoo dogs. And I would just find, I've always done that with animals, particularly dogs. And I found myself started to, you know, doing that in front of Joe. And like, like I would never have done that if I was trying to impress a guy. But because I was so relaxed, I just, I could just completely be myself warts and all from pretty much the get go. And and I remember Joe, <laughs> the thing that I will always remember, I actually said it in my wedding speech, was very early on or, like, maybe a couple of months into us, we went on a night out and he, it was like he met a lot of my friends for the first time. And when we got back, he looked at me and he said, deadly serious, should we watch The Little Mermaid? <laughs> it's about three in the morning. And I was like, fucking hell, yeah, <laughs> that is that kind of guy. You know, he, he, again, a guy is not going to say that. If, they, if they're trying to impress you, it's just that we could be ourselves and we can be easy with one another. So there you go. There's a lot there. Yeah. But all those things, if you've got those things, and for me, they are very basic things. They are basic things. There's so many other layers that we could add on. But if you don't have those basic things, nothing else matters.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more. And I've never heard it um being kind of spelled out in that way and like just quickly on my own personal circumstance like I met my now partner last year after I did a lot of like work on in tantra and self-healing and all this stuff and yeah it's just all those things you mentioned like just completely different to past relationships and it just creates Mm -hmm. this completely different nervous system relax situation right so hundred percent, a hundred percent, that's like the nervous system regulation,
0: because mm. uh, which goes to attachment styles, you know, we can get so yeah. activated, um, and, you know, if you just, and, and the thing is, it's hard, because ever since the dawn of time, think of all literature, and songs, everything is, so much of it's about romance, but it's all very, very dysfunctional. And addictive yeah. and toxic, and that's what we've been programmed to go. Oh, that's love. That's yeah. falling in love. And actually, it's like as we most of us well know by this point, it is not a sustainable way to to live. Having a romantic dynamic that makes you literally just you know when you're with them you're like like buzzing constantly, and then when you're not yeah. with them you're aching and like panic and anxiety. And honestly, just get to the point where you're like, I can't live like this. And it, you know, especially if you're a high achiever, I would see that my work was suffering. And for me, that was enough to go, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to jeopardize my career and my work, which is really important to me. For some dickhead <laughs> who I'm yeah. probably never going to end up, you know, even seeing again. Let's be honest.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Like, and you touched on it a little bit back then as well wh- around the high achievers and we want a challenge and things like that. And I would love to just um hear from you because you work with so many high achievers and you one yourself we hear with women kind of you know late 20s like my age high achievers incredible jobs like high-flying people like good looking, always in the gym, like perfect, but really struggling in their love lives. Like what's going, what's going wrong? Like what do you typically see um, when you work with people and what can what can people do about it? And I know that's like an entire program of answers. Um, but just on the surface. Well actually that's a really nice segue
0: in because this I could give you so many different parts we don't have time. But yeah. what I'll touch on is what you've led into there. So you said on the surface. So that can be it. I've worked with some women. where, If you honestly, if you, you'd be like, how the fuck are they single? They're beautiful. They're very successful. Uh, they, they're popular. They've kind of got all those boxes ticked. And what I realised after working with so many of these women is that it was almost like the more perfect them and their lives appeared to be, the more they felt they had to put up this facade, which is again, really easy to slip into that auditioning feeling um, or auditioning the person that they're dating. And it it can shut down. Perfectionism is the fastest way to shut down intimacy and connection. It really yeah. is. And the irony is what we actually bond over with everyone, not just, uh, Potential romantic partners, but it's actually the things we struggle with and the things that we're, you know, feel like we're failing at. Now, what can then happen is that you can go to the other extreme, which is what I did, where you can almost go into oversharing and overspilling and like sharing too much too early on with someone. But really, what I realized is that was a really, because I was, you know, I'm a smart woman, I know it's like if I shared this story or this version of myself, which um it's like the negative things that happened to me or things I've struggled with like my childhood that would kind of hook, hook a guy in and so they become super mm. interested now I would Joe I shared that very, relatively early on but I didn't what I didn't share everything I was very sort of I I just let it unravel slowly um as opposed to what I used to do on the first date just t- literally tell my entire life story and and it was for it was manipulative yeah. and <laughs> it's not it's even though it might work in the short term it's like you know what i would say is you know romance it should be a dance it should be this think of it like burlesque like it's a slow revealing not just sexually and with you know taking our clothes off but actually what we share about ourselves and building that trust and building that um building essentially a sense of tension Mm. that's what makes it exciting but also makes us feel safe and makes the other person feel safe Mm. and so another thing that I see with women who are high achieving is that we become so focused on what we're doing and what we've achieved yes we lead with that so much on our dates and actually again what really connects people to us is who we are It's who we are. People might be impressed that you've, you know, written books or travelled the world or whatever it is. But it's not going to make them fall in love with you because it's our hearts and it's our souls. That's what makes us fall in love with you. And so what I see, and this was, again, so true of me, I had done so much deep work on my career I'd done fuck all on my love life. And I expected just to have this incredible love life. But it's like, hold on, we're not stupid. We know that if you want to have a six pack, you need to do some bloody sit-ups and watch what you're eating. Like, it's going to take some work. Why do we think we're entitled to a great relationship with someone else when we've done fuck all on our relationship with ourselves? Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was was a a bit of an eye-opener for me when I kind of realized that, you know, yes, we all deserve love. But more than anything, we deserve love from ourselves. And, and, you know, it's we can be proud of ourselves for the things we've achieved, but that's, again, it's not the same as deeply loving and accepting and cherishing who we are on a soul level. So, those are kind of the main things. I don't know if I've gone completely off tangent there. I've actually forgotten what the question
1: was. No, it's amazing. No, it was quite general, just more around Mm -hmm. high achieving women and them struggling to find a guy. And, like, I just think, Mm. you know you've hit the nail on the head and leading with achievements is such a that is just something that people do for sure like my, what my partner said to me a couple of weeks ago like I didn't fall in love with you for your achievements and initially I was a bit offended and then I thought yeah. wow that's actually the most lovely thing that someone's ever told me because yeah. you we attach our worth to these external things you know yeah. so yeah I, c- I couldn't agree more um I think something else that people struggle with is this balancing of masculine and feminine and i'm sure this comes into your work a lot especially with high achieving women and for me i come from a banking background and i i was at a point last year where i didn't even know how to tap into my feminine energy I didn't even know but the moment I did it just felt amazing Mm -hmm. and I don't know like could you speak to that a little bit like what high achieving women struggle with on on that kind of balancing of polarity and 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 leading with the feminine being able to relax into that
0: yes so it's such a great question again this is a really big part um I talk a lot about it in my book love is coming but also in my in my coaching work so put it this way we live in a patriarchal culture that is changing look at the progress women have made in 50 years my god like to think yeah. that marital rape was still legal in 1991 just gives you an idea 91? of like oh, 1991 like, like I, I mean it's it's crazy so we've done amazingly and I just think god where where we'll be in in a hundred years because of the progress we've made yeah but we have to remember. That we have a, we are, we've been born into a system that is thousands and thousands of years old that puts men at the center. Now, look at how well we've done with achieving, being able to own our own property, have control over our finances. Again, these are things that have happened in the last 50 to 70 years. And what we have been conditioned to believe is that in order to get ahead in a man's world, we need to show up in the way that men do and let me just say this has got me and no doubt you and anyone listening really quite far in our careers that masculine energy go 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 very direct bold confident very much focused on um on acting and doing 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 And that's great. That enabled me to get, you know, the top mark in my English literature GCSE when my dad was in rehab. You know, Mm. that energy has served me. The problem is because that has served us in our career. We think that we can take that same energy and that same way of showing up into our love lives. And we think we'll get the same results. And actually what we get is often the opposite.
1: And it's really,
0: really confusing. And then we become this sort of perpetual cycle of um okay i'm 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 doing things that i think will work oh i'm not getting the results that leads me to feel shame what most of us do if we're high achievers i feel shame okay so the solution is try harder try harder try harder yeah. do more do more do more <laughs> chase him chase him more guys more dating apps it's a numbers game i laugh so much people go it's a numbers game i'm like you can hit all the numbers and you you might you like you can date all the people and you might even attract some people but if you're seeing it as a numbers game let's just think about the quality yeah. of the people you're going to attract because it's being done completely self aware uh, not not self aware so what we need to do is realize and this is this can even today get really confused in the in the sort of self development wellness circles when we talk about feminine energy people go oh is that's just being passive and doing nothing yeah. and again we've been conditioned to see the feminine as weaker because it is more about being receptive and open. But what I always say to my clients is, actually, the feminine holds all the power. Yeah. We hold all the power. We decide whether or not a man can impregnate us, unless we don't, which is why rape is so horrific, because yeah. that that choice has been taken away. But when you think about it, in order for a man to impregnate us, if things are being done in the way that they should be done in the natural order of things, a woman has to open and allow a man in and to receive the man. She holds all the cards, but we have been so fucking like yeah. obsessed. We're trying to wonder what is the guy, you know, what cards is he playing? What's going on with him that we, we kind of forget our power. And that's really, you know, that's a really big part of my work is, is remembering our power and doing things that it's a lot of around energy work it's about helping our nervous systems relax we talked about that earlier nervous system regulation allowing ourselves to relax and realizing actually the most powerful thing you could really do on a date is sit back yeah breathe, and just allow the man to lead that does not put you in the weak position and there are absolutely times where the feminine leads but this for me that actually when i'm doing that i do feel like i'm leading i'm like i'm i'm holding all the power here yeah I know you think, about, think about it, Do you know, what? it's uh, like a conductor with an orchestra. Yes, they're doing this, but you kind of look, I mean, you know, when you look at a conductor, you're like, oh, don't get it. You're, how is all of these people literally like on your, like they, they know what these sort of directives mean. And they're doing the active thing really of playing the instrument. And, and the conductor is just guiding the timing and guiding the energies. And that's what I see as a woman. You know, I'm, I get shivers when I'm saying this, but when I realised that and I started to do all the deep work and employ the tools that would help me to sort of conduct that, firstly, the man loves it. Yes. They absolutely love it because guess what? The man, the masculine energy, wants to feel like they are winning over the woman. That's Look at how they are programmed. They want the woman to go, yes, I will allow you in, yes. <laughs> metaphorically and literally. And so it's it's actually really flipping it on its head and saying yes we come, we live in a patriarchal culture which is slowly but surely changing or in ways rapidly changing, but actually I believe that it has always been the woman who has held the cars. and you can see if you look back at Shakespeare's work you know how he talks about the power of of women and when the masculine um, you know abuses that power that's when everything falls apart so yeah it's about remembering our power
1: yeah amazing and I I also think like you you led with this as well how you know the feminine has been we've been conditioned to think of it as weak and it can feel if we're sitting back and doing nothing it can feel like we're being weak and not pushing but actually what you're saying is so empowering because we're actually kind of letting the guy, <laughs> the guy come to us, you know? Yes, exactly. So my dog's decided to stop. Oh, he's sleeping and he's like making so really right, me I've got one too. They'll probably talk to each other. <laughs> yeah. Um. But, yeah, it's actually the most empowering thing to just do what is, you know, evolutionary within us. Yes. Um, and lead with our feminine i love that mm-hmm. um okay so what where are we at we've got 5 minutes left um one thing i did just want to touch on which is such a controversial one and i'm just curious as to what you think about it is paying the bill
0: oh i love this one okay so what i would say is everyone has got their own opinion on this so take mine as you will i can tell you what's worked for me and f- forever um is firstly, to, I think you've got to start by questioning everything you think about the paying of the bill. So, if you go back into the you know olden days, it was the the masculine would be the provider and would pay the bill. So, I understand, and again, as a high achiever, I understand that that desire to that I, I can pay my own way or I can split it, yeah. and and sometimes that's absolutely appropriate. However, if a guy, I've just always kept it super simple. If a guy has asked me out, he can pay the bill. And what I like to do is even sometimes on a first day, it totally depends on the direct of the night. But say, say a guy asks you out and you go for dinner. I don't do that thing that I used to like, which was like, Reaching in my bag, pretending I was going to pull out my wallet when Bill came, which all of us relate to, right? So, no, he's asked me out. So I would just sit there and go, Oh, thank you. That was such a gorgeous dinner. Thank you so much for inviting me. So just remind this is you invited me. So it's like mm. then say we went on to a bar or something. Very casually, not a big deal. We go to the bar to get drinks, go, oh, I'll get this somewhere about it. Mm. And just, just if that felt right. Sometimes it again it depends on the guy because sometimes it's like the guy will not hear a thing about it. He won't mm. let you play. Yeah. Um. But I, I think that for me that always worked because it's showing. Yes, I've got my money and I can pay. But it's just, it's just like goodwill. You've just spent however much on dinner, and it. But the key is, it's just like offhand, not a big deal. So in that way, it feels for me, it feels empowering,
1: mm.
0: like first to allow them to pay because they invited you and second to just get you know if you go for a round of drinks just to kind of casually just get it and often when I've done that he'll go oh no 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 way it's on me I'm like if you insist yeah I don't give it any more airtime than that the issue is, and I used to, you know, be that person who would be like, "Oh God, you know, um, really, are you sure? Are you sure?" And and it, you just you kind of yeah. give yourself such a wobble, and it makes them feel uncomfortable. And it's just don't don't overcomplicate it. If they invite you, they pay. Maybe mm. get around to the drinks. Make it super casual and not a big deal.
1: Yeah. Simple. I love that. It's refreshing because it's like we put so much meaning on there's a right or wrong answer with this stuff. And I just i don't think there is like if it feels sexy to you if the guy gets and that's what you want in a guy there's guys out there that will want to do that mm-hmm. <laughs> it's super mm-hmm. refreshing it doesn't mean that you don't have your own money and things like that so yeah mm-hmm. i love i love your take on it um okay persia we're coming up to time and it's just so juicy i could talk about this all day um I actually have a quick fire round just at the end mm-hmm. and the first question is actually not really on the topic because we didn't really go into how you started your business and all of that mm-hmm. stuff but I think it's really interesting given that we don't come across like love coaches every day yeah <laughs> so first one is how did you get your first 10 sales
0: Ooh, okay great question Such a long time again I'm like bloody good question yeah. so I think it was probably just putting I'm pretty sure it would have been just sending out a message uh, to my email list and then Mm -hmm. sharing that on social media as well and saying you know I've got x amount of spots to come and work with me um here is my the the type of person that I can help or that I do help and here is um the journey that we're going to go on together and you know how long it's going to be and the various stages and my methodology and then here are the results you can expect and then I would share a few testimonials in that as yeah. well um and so at that point obviously if I hadn't um those testimonials would have been from people I'd either worked with during my training um or friends that I'd given free sessions to so
1: yeah it was it was super simple yeah and thank god you did yeah <laughs> um okay so number two is what sets women apart as leaders
0: Ooh. oh well i guess it would be my immediate answer would be what i've already shared is that actually women women are god we're complex <laughs> <laughs> it's so complex, which is also what holds us back you know we are our own worst enemies and we overcomplicate so many things and you know the things that can be what what sabotage us like are well in my case you know crazy emotions and blah blah, blah all of this sort of thing we also that enables us to be so empathetic have big yeah. hearts want to help like you know want to lead with connection and uh I just I just think also there's just a sort of sexiness about women.
1: <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yes.
0: I just find women leaders like I'm I just find so magnetic. Mm. And every and also every woman is so different in a way that I don't think I think obviously there are different types of men, but I don't I can you know when you kind of go, oh, he's that kind of guy, he's that kind of guy. But I find yeah. women are they're more they they we're all unique, but for me, women certainly in business appear more unique.
1: Mm. All come unique, beautiful yeah i know i know exactly what you mean um okay last one is your yeah. number one tip for overcoming fear in business or maybe no let's 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 put it in your in your world no number one tip for overcoming fear in love
0: oh great question for me, uh, what's come to mind is the opening quote of my book, Love Is Coming, which is a Joseph Campbell quote. And he says, the cave, makes me emotional. Gosh, just got oh. a lump in my throat. The cave we fear to enter holds the treasure we seek. Yeah. The cave we fear to enter holds the treasure we seek. So what that means is all of the great things I have now got in my life all came when I felt that fear and was willing to walk in the direction of it and in my opinion or my experience sorry the only way I've ever been able to really overcome those fears is by getting support from people who have walked the path before me mm. because otherwise you are stabbing in the dark and you might get there like there's certain things in my business that for the for a long time I you know didn't I didn't invest very much into my business I didn't have any bloody money and so I got certain things eventually but it took me you know triple as long as it, it needed to and that's what when I got myself into a position where I could invest that's what I did. Yeah. Um because having that support and having yeah like a a, mef- a method and a path that has been proven to work my god it just it accelerates your results and it makes it so much more enjoyable the journey
1: yeah beautiful super powerful one to end on and, and totally applicable for business as well we've been, yeah. way, reframed the question um okay thank you so much Persia so where can the listeners find you um where can they find the book or if they want to work with you where can they find you'll put all the links in the show notes
0: honestly the best place to head to for all of that is my instagram which is just at Persia Lawson all lowercase, um, because all my links are there. Um, you can download my free ebook, Seven Steps to a True Power Couple Relationship. It's got a link to my book on Amazon, Love is Coming, which is really good if you want some entertainment. It's uh, you know There's a lot of tools and insights in there, but I wanted to write it in a really entertaining way. Um, my first book that I wrote with my uh, old business partner and friend, is called The Inner Fix, and that is more of a kind of workbook. Um, but for me, the most powerful way, if you're, if you're like, particularly if you're identified as a female leader or high achiever, and you're like, okay, I need to stop dicking around. I need to give my love life the same attention and focus that I've given my career. The best thing you could possibly do is join my brilliant container, Love for Leaders, because what we deal with, we, we go through this very powerful seven-step system that has helped so, so, so many women, go on to attract their own true power couple relationship um, but we also really look at your role as a leader and how that impacts and influences your love life and vice versa um and it is just the most incredible incredible container so i would love 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 to uh, to welcome you into that and if you've got any questions about anything just come and dm me on instagram and i will get back to you as soon as i can
1: amazing and i'm so excited because i know people will do that and i just want to thank you for coming on and just thank you for the work that you do because it is just it is really life-changing i can tell from you know your passion for it and from like from your instagram and everything it's really life-changing for the people that you work with so thanks persia thank you my love Just a little pause as I'm super excited to announce that Female Startup Summit is back It's bigger and better this time with 14 incredible female founders and experts ready to help you start and scale your online business. My workshop is all around how to create irresistible offers. So all of you digital product business owners or those who aspire to be, I'm going to be helping you productize your expert skills into offers that your dream clients just have to have because there is a formula. So if you're struggling to have a successful launch or figure out how to put all your expert skills into a digital product like a one-to-one program or a course, my masterclass is for you. Other masterclasses include TikTok Growth Hacks by Karina Berry, a famous Austrian food blogger with over 1.3 million followers on TikTok how to travel the world and make money on social media with Janet Newingham, former travel journalist of the year turned founder of Janet's Journeys. And she's currently in Saudi Arabia on an influencer trip, which is super exciting. And you've heard from her on this podcast before. And Alexandra Saper, you might know her as the wayfarist on Instagram. She's a former lawyer and travel influencer turned women's empowerment coach. And she'll be teaching you all about how to overcome perfectionism, people pleasing, and imposter syndrome. Honestly, The lineup is so good. There are so many and too many to reference here, but I am so excited. And the best part tickets are free of charge. You can sign up using the link in the show notes. So, if you dream of scaling your online business and moving to somewhere like Bali and traveling the world, this is the summit for you. The summit is designed to be convenient for you, so it's easily watchable from anywhere in the world. None of this having to get up in the middle of the night to watch a live video, because let's be honest, none of us want to do. Do that the speakers have each pre-recorded their value-packed workshops and access will be unlocked one by one every morning from the 8th of october so all you have to do is find an hour a day to watch each workshop at a time that suits you and masterclasses will be available for 30 days head over to the show notes and save your spot now back to the episode